Uh, welcome um, to, especially those out there on video, to our Sunday morning uh, worship service. Uh, we're going to get into, uh, back into the word on flowing in the spirit. We talked about flowing in the spirit last week and the, the benefits and the value of it. So we're going to get some, get in some details. Anytime you start to, uh, anytime you talk about flowing in the spirit, it's, it's tough because we live in this natural world, this world where we are looking to control stuff, either control stuff with our hands, control stuff with our mind, control stuff with our actions. Like, like we, some of us only feel safe when uh, we have our hands on it. Um, and, and the thing is like, it, that's, that's been stifling us or crippling us from really getting the fullness of God. And hopefully when you understand the work that God put in to position us, not just to live a natural life, but a supernatural life, put some super on our natural, um, that, that, that we would uh, take the time or take steps to invest further in the spirit. We was talking about uh, um, God's overarching vision for our life or our purpose for our life in the Master Life class this morning and um, getting to a place when uh, with all our heart, with all our soul and all our might, it's about God. You know, kind of, you, you know, like when you first start coming into the kingdom, you're trying to get rid of self, but self keeps sneaking up on you. You know, like, you know, if it's, if it's vices or bad habits, things that you, uh, what Paul said, the things that I want to do, things that I don't want to do, I find myself doing the things that I, that, that I want to do, I'm not doing those, oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? He said, well, he said, thanks be to God. He said, oh, Christ and the Holy Spirit can help me to uh, not uh, to get off of this seesaw ride of up and down uh, in the flesh. And then, you know, you, you cross over to, well, you're not doing those overt things. You know, you might have stopped your smoking, stopped your drinking, stopped your lusting or what have you. But then now it's like, now it's the battle with you. You know, with you, the, the ambitious you, the, the fearful you, the selfish you, the analytical you. Because some of us grow and we get great insight and revelation in the spirit, but we only have it to point out whatever, how everybody else is not at our level. And uh, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's unfortunate because that's not what the goal is. The, your ability to recognize what people need is the demand on you to pour it into them. Your ability to recognize what people need is the demand on you to pour into them, not an opportunity for you to point out that they don't have what you have, right? So, 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 but it, but it takes flowing in the spirit to do that. And, and we got to get out of self because that's another level. Remember when we talked about this in humility, when the devil, wow, I thank you, Holy Spirit. When the devil, uh, when you're down, the devil tries to keep you down. He put his neck, his foot on your neck. But then when you're up, he don't try to pull you down. He tries to push you up. Because he knows if he can get you confident in yourself, then now you're in the way of God. Right. See, when you were down, right. him and all the circumstances and the things that are depressing us, that was in a way. But when you, when you start to do things and, and, you know, start operating the kingdom and you have level successes, you know, then you can start leaning to your own understanding. And that's just as dangerous. Amen. You know, it's just as dangerous. And we don't want people to get 10, 15 years down their life and only discover, man, I should have been all in a long time ago. Right. You could be all in now. Amen. If not now, when? Right. If not now, when? Amen. Like, because in, inside you do have a time, you think. 
when I get to this or when I stop this. Once I stop this, man, I'm going to be all in with God. What's going to, so you're going to take a bath before you take a shower? Is that the goal? You're going to clean yourself up to position yourself in God to be cleaned up. All right, so, so just, just something that, <laughs> what, what's going on in here? All right, so Luke 3, let's go to Luke 3. And I just want to, we're, we're going to highlight power from on high today as we're flowing in the spirit, power from on high. And, you know, I like to, to, to pour out the breadcrumbs so it's not spooky. Some of these things in God, we, we attach a spookiness to them because it's like, you know, it's a mystery or I'm not in control. And the first time I, I was uh, baptized with the Holy Spirit, I was at a service, um, just, you know, young and the things of God. And, you know, this was one of those services where they tarry in the spirit, you know. Like so, so they wasn't, the service wasn't going to keep going until I was filled with the spirit. Like, and this was some hours because I wasn't letting go. Like, I, you know, because I was used to being in control and I felt something on the inside, but it wasn't something I can control. So, you know how that is. I ain't letting go. I felt, I'm just being real. I felt like if I let go, my whole body was going to explode into pieces. That's the, you know, I have a vivid imagination, and that's what I saw. I was like, oh, you ain't getting me today. So I was hanging in there, but, but for, you know, Jamal, I ran out of natural strength. And that natural strength had to yield now because I couldn't hold on no longer. So I was like, man, whatever happens, you know, you know, <laughs> it's just going to have to happen. I just explode, you know. And, and all of a sudden, I started to uh, uh, babble. It, it wasn't me. I know it wasn't me. My tongue's going to hurt my mouth. I was like, okay. Okay, I didn't explode, but what's wrong with me? You know, uh, now I remember the preacher was like, okay, now that we got everybody prayed in, we can start our service. <laughs> right? So the challenge, the, the whole thing was I wasn't in control. And I had finally grasped a hold of my life where I'm in control. Took me a while. Fear used to be in control. I would go play ball. I wanted to take the shot, but fear was like, you, you better not take that shot. You might miss, right? I wanted to talk to the girl, but fear was like, man, you're going to say something stupid, and she's going to laugh at you. So I wasn't in control. I finally got a grip on fear where I could hoop and talk to people and express my personality, go to the club and dance. You know, I, 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 I got control. Now the Holy Spirit comes and says, I need that control. I'm like, man, I just got it, man. I just got this toy. Now you're going to take it back? I, I, that's how Abraham fell. I just got the son. And you're going to tell me to sacrifice him? But God always, if he's asking you for something, he has much greater than what you're holding on to. You know, like, what's that you have in your hand? I can use it. <laughs> what's that, Alvin Slaughter? Yeah. <laughs> right? All right, so uh, Luke 322. I just got all types of music in my head. So I be referencing songs. Uh, that's a good song. We, hey, hey, you need to look that up. For, not now, because I don't want you to mess up. I know we did some stuff with sound, but maybe towards the end of the service. All right, what's that you have in your hand? I don't even know if that's the name of it. That's it. Look, the old school people was like, that's it. <laughs> Everybody else was like, who's Alvin Slaughter? All right, he's powerful. All right, so Luke uh, 3.22. All right, so here you have uh, something operating here. We know Jesus is on the scene, and, um, and so, so that's a part of the plan, but 
something else is going to sh- start to shift God's plan for his people. And uh, Luke 3.22, and it says, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and, the vo- and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my son, thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. So something happens here where the Holy Spirit shows up on the scene. Now, we knew the Holy Spirit was on the scene in Genesis chapter 1. It says he was hovering upon the face of the waters. God spoke, and the Holy Spirit moved. And when God said, Let there be light, he, the power assisted with Jesus creating things, you know, because he was there at the beginning, right, with God, right? And then we've we seen, the, we seen a, uh, you know, like a, a cameo of the Holy Spirit when Saul was praying with the prophets. We talked, I think we talked about that last week in 1 Samuel 10, 6, you know, it says that uh, he was, uh, he changed to another man and he was prophesying with the prophets. That means God was speaking through him with those that we're men of God that God spake through all the time. So, 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 so is the sighting of the Holy Spirit there. We've seen the Holy Spirit show up when Elijah had to get to the city before the chariots and the hand of God was on him and he outran the chariots. Miles. Like, he's out. Chariots now. Horses. <laughs> Not horse. <laughs> you know, you can out sprint a horse, I think. I think a, a man is out sprinting a horse, but we, we're talking distance. <laughs> you can't out distance a horse, right? And, you know, so, so but the, the hand of God, the, the, uh, the power of God shows up. Uh, I, mean, we, I mean, the stories go on and on of just, just, just the presence of God showing up. But something is happening different here. God has his plan and is starting to operate in action. And he starts it with Jesus. Jesus comes as a servant to be baptized by John. After he is baptized by John, when he comes up out of the water, the, the, the Holy Spirit falls on him like a dove. So, so, so saturate him, right? So he was baptized in water, and he got baptized in the Spirit in the same day. They that are born of water and of the Spirit can see and enter into the, the things of the realm, the supernatural realm. John chapter 3, 3 through 6, right? All right, so here you have, let's go here. So that's Luke. I got to make sure I do this right. Right, so that's Luke 3.22, right? And so you, the Spirit falls on him. We talked about this in Master Life class. After the Spirit fell on him, God said he was well pleased. He went right into the wilderness to be tested, right? But here, it dropped down here to verse uh, Luke 4, verse 1. <laughs> I did this a little different. All right, so Luke 4, verse 1, it says, And Jesus being... Key word, if you can highlight it or underline it in your Bible, full. Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So now he's operating, and this is Jesus, he's operating, he's here to do the will of the Father, right? He's, he's submitted as a man for years. Carpenter, he's building things, right? You know, Marcus, he had, you know, a similar trade, you know. He was a contractor, like he's building things. All right, so, and he was, you know, there was flare-ups, you know, in the temple when he was breaking it down to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Uh, when he was a kid, it says he waxed strong uh, in favor with God and man, and, the, you know, the Spirit came on him greatly. But now you have him saturated with the Holy Spirit, and immediately the Holy Spirit takes him to the next phase of him going to another level, wilderness. 
So like we talked about in the Master Life class, you know, there, before this, John says, behold, the Lamb of God, the man of God calls him out, speaks what's in him, what he's purposed to do, right? So some of us, that's immediately, that's an immediate post on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, you remember John, John doing the wilderness? Yeah, yeah, he, you know, he's called me the Lamb of God, you know, it'd be all over the media, right? Then the next thing is God says, this is my son who I want, please. He's endorsed again. You know, that's going to be a post. Name drop, right? That'd be a name drop, right? Name drop. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Almighty, the Almighty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know who I am? Right, so, but that's not what happened. The next thing is wilderness. Right? The next thing is wilderness, but the wilderness is, is, is a, a, a seasonal place. It's not a forever place. Amen. There's something we're supposed to be going through, not parking there. Right? Even the children of Israel, right? It's supposed to be an 11-day journey, end up being 40 years, because, see, they didn't understand the wilderness is a benefit, which we'll, we'll find out here in a second. All right, so, so he's full of the Spirit. And then I'm not going to go through all the testings, but you know, it is written, thou shalt not live our bread alone, but every word of peace. Uh, uh, proceeded by the mouth of God. That was his response to the devil saying, turn this stone into bread. Use your, use your gifts, man. Use your talents. Use your power. Right? Remember, we read it in Master Life this morning how everything that he was tempted to do, he had the power to do it. So it wasn't like, man, why are you trying to put pressure on me? I can't do that. He had the power to do it. But, the, but we read this morning in 915, he didn't, he didn't use his power. It was about God's will. It wasn't about what he could do or what he had the power to do or what could give him success. It was all about God's will, right? Does that make sense? And so he goes through all these tests. He passed the test because he didn't leave outside of God's will even though he was tempted. He didn't leave outside of God's will even though he's tempted, right? And so when he passed the test, we dropped down here to verse 14. Now, remember, he was full of the Holy Ghost when he showed up into this test, right? It says, verse 14, it says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit, right? So he was full of the Spirit. Now he's, he returns in the power of the Spirit. And look, and there went out a fame of him through all the reason round about. So he goes in indoors, comes out in power and fame. How he handles the test, right? And so, so we, got the, we have the Holy Spirit uh, falling upon him. You have him lead him in a, into the wilderness so he can go through the test, almost like mentoring him through some things so he can get more power. Um, but for me, and then if you, you drop down here to verse 18. So then now, now Jesus is operating at a whole nother flow. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Uh, remember, the anointing is the burden removing yoke destroying power of God, right? He has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. That's dumb that are without. Poor means dumb that are without, whatever they're without, not just money or clothes, okay? All right, it says he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, right? Right? To preach deliverance to the captives, people bound by anything, broken by anything, heartbroken in any way, recovery of sight to the blind, people that are blind, right? Uh, we talked about that in sober sight, right? To set at liberty, freedom, them that are bruised, because people that are bruised don't operate in liberty. They're bound. They're like, well, I'm not doing that no more because they hurt me. 
but he's trying to set you free, get healed from the bruising and be free to operate in your purpose and what you were designed to do. Stop playing off, I'm not going to let that happen to me again. Right? That, that's basically a part of what he was doing, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So this is when the dynamic duo, the wonder twins began. Jesus and the Holy Spirit flowing together in this earth realm to make some, to make some things happen. See, see, so, so we learned this in, the, in our, uh, um, what was it, the foundational classes that we had when we talked on the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is the, is the gift to the world. Jesus is the gift to the world. So people that are in the world need Jesus. That's how, again, he's paid the price for our salvation. The Holy Spirit is the gift to the believer. Jesus is the gift to the world. The Holy Spirit is the gift to the believer. Jesus is the gift to the world. The Holy Spirit is the gift to the believer. Let's look over here in John chapter 1. Try to give you some breadcrumbs so we can uh, make this all make sense. Because we're talking about flowing in the Holy Spirit, but we have to understand God's plan and how he operated as he's trying to... uh, uh, get us to another level in our lives, get us out of ourselves or uh, just being conformed to the world. So uh, John chapter 1, verse 12. Now look at this. Remember, gift to the believer. It says, but as many as received them gave he power. Many as received him. So as a gift to the believer, people have to receive him, right? As, as their Lord and Savior. To them gave he power to become sons of God even to them that believe on his name. So people that believe on his name are the people that received the gift, Amen. the people in the world. He says to them, they, now they got the other part of the twin. Gave them, people that believe got the power. Yeah. Not people that didn't believe. Right. Right? right? So it's a gift to the believer, right? So he gave them power and that's the indwelling of the spirit. He gave them the the spirit dwelling on the inside to become sons of God. He gave them power to become sons, indwelling to become sons, operating in the infilling of God. And we'll get into that. Just be patient. I'm I'm using words. Write them down. I'm going to explain infilling, indwelling. I mean, indwelling, infilling, and of course, outpouring. So, so this indwelling takes place when we come to the altar and we give our life to Jesus. Oh, I just, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, so now we, we always hear that people talk about being born again or the new birth. Well, so what happens, and I, I gave you John chapter 3 earlier, um, you have to be born of water and of the Spirit. So we know growing up, I know I'm kind of moving kind of fast here, but, but growing up, we know that uh, when a child is born, bef- uh, before they're born, they're submerged in the water in the mother's belly, Right? So when they're born, they're born of the water, born out of that water, that submergence in water. So that's when he, he says, you must be born of water. Let's just look at it. It's not that far from here. John chapter 3. Don't take my word for it. It's in the book, right? Amen. So John chapter 3, verse 3. Uh, no, it's an audible for the people online. Um, so, so it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Key word there is see that supernatural realm, the realm where God rules and reigns. That's that's, that's right here present with us, right? It says, so so Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? 
So he's talking about natural births. He says, he says, uh, he says, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? See, so this is lining it up with just natural birth, what natural birth is. He asked a question any one of us would ask. Jesus answered, verily, verily. Now, this is, verily, verily is the urgency, right? It's, it's essential. This is not optional. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water. So he's answering his question. I know what you're talking about in terms of birth. So your first birth is correct, right? He says, except a man be born of water and conjunction of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He can't enter into this flowing in the spirit realm. So he's saying, when I say born again, I'm not talking about two natural births. I'm talking about your natural birth is what got you in this earth realm. Now you have to go through a supernatural birth to get into the spirit realm. Just like you were submerged in that water, that sphere, sphere of water to be birthed into the earth realm, you got to be submerged in the spirit to enter into the supernatural realm. Submerged, not, not, I touched the water. Hey, not, I stuck my head in, I stuck my foot in, I stuck my toe in, I got to be all in. (laughs) Get it? I got to be all in, right? And so, 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 um, he said, uh, that which is born of flesh is flesh, that's that's which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not, I say unto thee, you must be born again, right? And so, so now we got this process. We got the spirit falling on Jesus. Jesus explaining, uh, we got Jesus full of the spirit, but then also walking in the power of the spirit. Then he, then the next stages, he, he now understands some things, all the things like, well, we talked about this in vision, you know, you keep getting these clues, right? Yeah. Somebody says, you know, Man, something on your life, Gerard. Like, I see you speaking in front of thousands upon thousands of people. It's not like you put a, t- a pin in it, but, you, you, you know, you're working on your career. So, if you're like, that's nice. You know, then somebody else comes to you. Oh, man, I don't know, man. Something, something about your life. You know, I, listen, I know this might sound strange, but, but, you know, I'm a man of God, and I've had these dreams. I had this dream that I saw you in, in a stadium in front of thousands of people. And then you go... So now you draw a little more attention to it. So you write it down, you know, you know, but you kind of, you're still focusing on, on your, your, you're doing what you want to do. Right. Remember what we talked about this morning? Mm-hmm. It's okay to do what you want to do until it's time to do what you was meant to do. Right? And so, so, so now you see that. Then now you start getting in the Word. You just come to church. You know, you went through some changes. So you decided to, you know, get out of that crazy and come on and hang out with us in, in the kingdom. And so, but you start to read the Word and it starts opening you up and you start to see more stuff. Now you start to see all these little uh, signs and breadcrumbs throughout your life. But when you're baptism, baptized in the Spirit, it all comes to the surface. When you're submerged in the Spirit, you see it like it's happening now. See, as long as you're in the flesh, you go in and out of focus. <laughs> Come on, man. You go in and out of focus, man. You know, the Scripture says, you know, it's like looking through a glass darkly. You know, it says, but then face to face, it says, now you know in part, but then you'll know even as you're known by God. The Amplified says, looking in life as in a riddle or an enigma. Like it doesn't, it's not a, a, a dim reflection of reality. This is the amplified version of 1 Corinthians 13, 12, right? It's, it's dim reflect. It's like, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, I'm a movie guy. You know, I'm a movie guy. Uh, 
man, what is the dude, uh, what is the movie? Man, I'm looking right at it. Uh, uh, ah, he goes into this, uh, the guy goes into this, uh, it's, it's some type of entertainment where he puts on a machine and, and uh, oh, Minority Report. That's it, Minority Report. And so he goes in, he puts on a machine, so he thinks he's seeing stuff for the first time. But what it is, is it's triggering memories he already had in his head. And so as it's from that point on, he's, he's doing stuff and he gets, like, it gets like a flash of something. He's like, and so his wife is convincing him, oh no, you, you're just tripping. But what it is, he's starting to see what he, what, 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 what he got clouded to. What they brainwashed him from when he was conforming. <laughs> right? And so he's starting to, like, like, like the reality of his design is starting to keep pop up. It's just starting to pop up. But, it's, but it don't line up with the investment that he's had in the world. Sometimes I got this investment in the world, but I got this is, this is scary because I don't know where this is going, but, I, but, but I, got, I, I got the controls here. I'm under control, you know. I got the controls going on here. Right, but no, no, no. no. But, but what's popping up is what you were meant to do. Purpose is calling. Pick up the phone, man. <laughs> Pick up the phone. All right, so, so here we have, uh, I don't even know how I got to, I, got, I remember how I got to John. So we said that God starts this process of new birth when you come down and you give your life to the altar and you give your life to the altar. So that's, that's the new birth born again experience. So because we're natural people, Born again, how does this take place? Well, what happens is, is yes, you're being baptized into the body of Jesus, but the, there's, your spirit is being regenerated, made alive. Amen. Yeah, you ever start living for God and all of a sudden, everything seems different. Because now you're alive, you were the walking dead. Right? Now you're, 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 you're like dressed up zombie. You know, you walk around, you look good, you got the, the Louis Vuitton or your coach or whatever, or what's, what's the Jimmy Choo, whatever you got, but you, you just dressed up. You ever seen, you've seen that before, right? Like you see somebody, I'm not going to say no names, but you've seen people and they got, they got the latest, they blinging, but they look like a dressed up zombie. Like it's a dead person wearing some, 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 some bling or some live stuff, right? And so, so now you come alive again, right? And, and so, 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 so in this process... Jesus, because he was full of the Spirit, he sent the Holy Spirit to indwell, to regenerate us. I don't want you to take my word for it, so let's go to Titus. So when you're taking the time out to study, to search the Scriptures to see if it's so, you actually have some breadcrumbs to, to at least give you a direction. I don't know what to study or what to read. Well, I'm giving you a nice little script to, dis- to discover how to have the Holy Spirit in your life and how to um, flow in the Spirit. I know Titus is in the Bible somewhere. I'll find him. All right, so Titus chapter 3. And we'll start here at verse 5. I'm sorry, I could have read the whole thing, but for the sake of time, we'll just start at verse 5. It says, not by works of righteousness. All right, well, let's, 
start at verse 4. It says, but after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, right? It says, you know, so after basically, uh, you know, people tripping, all right? And verse 5, it says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. So, so God appeared to hook us up with the supernatural life, not because we, we did something to earn it, right? It says, uh, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. And look at this. How did he save us? By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the spirit, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. See, so that, that Holy Spirit is regenerating us and renewing us, new birth, born again, making our spirit alive, right? And so it's all a part of the process because Jesus first, look, look, this is sweet how God did it. I'm going to inject Jesus in the earth realm. Let him live as a man. Then I'm going to inject the Holy Spirit to be injected in Jesus. And then I'm going to use Jesus to impart that power to, to all those that believe in Jesus. So they can become sons of God too. As many as received them, gave, him, gave them power to become sons of God. Now, if I'm operating like a sons of God, I'm not operating naturally. Then I'm, I'm, I'm still a son of man, right? <laughs> right? But I'm operating as a son of God. Born of God now, right? So, c- come on, man. Even the, the, the people that was born of the giants operated different than normal people. We're talking about born of God. So, there should be something on our life that shows that we're flowing in the spirit, not just walking in the natural, right? Because we're sons of God, right? And so, in this process, you can see it's all a setup. You look here, Luke 23. I just want to get the breadcrumbs. You go study it out for yourself, search the scriptures. You know, I know some of y'all are self-approved theologians. That was sarcastic and it wasn't nice. I apologize. It's not nice. All right, so Luke 2346. 2346. And so um, it says, and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands. I commend my spirit, right? Remember, the spirit fell on him like a dove, right? It says, and having said thus, he gave up the ghost. See, see, he, remember he was full with the spirit. He was in the power. He's now ascending to sit on the right hand of the Father. I don't need the Holy Spirit sitting on the right hand of the Father. I'm in the, I'm, I'm with God. But somebody needs the Holy Spirit, though, more than I do. Remember he said in John chapter 4, he says, it's expedient that I go. He says, he says, well, he says I'm going to go to the Father. He said, but I'm going to leave you the, uh, the comforter. And he'll show you things to come, right? He, it says, this he spake of the Spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, John chapter 14 and John chapter 16, right? So he left the Spirit for us. So what are we doing? Like, are we receiving the Spirit? Are we absorbing the Spirit? Are we submerging ourselves in the Spirit? Or are we pretending the Spirit don't even exist because it's not something we can control? Right? Just, just, just something to think about. So, you, you have the information here. All right, so let's, let's look here at, uh, so this is 23. So, you know, now we know Jesus gave up the ghost, and, and I'm, I'm giving you backdrop. He gave up the ghost, but it wasn't over, was it? No. He got up. <laughs> he got up. <laughs> right? So, 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 so we know he got up. But, 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 but see, listen, I, mean, I, I get all the songs. He didn't just get up, though. 
He spent some time with some folk. Yes. That's right. So, so Jesus is sweet. I come show you how to live under the most excruciating circumstances. Mm-hmm. Not only do I show you how to live, I instruct you who you really are. Right. I'm giving you a breakdown. I'm showing you how to deal with enemies. Love them. Yeah. <laughs> it's called counterintelligence. Mm-hmm. There was my enemy last week, but they're not only my friend, they're the catalyst for my change this week. Love your enemies, pray for them that despitefully use you. Yeah. Matthew chapter five. Matthew, Matthew chapter five, right? So, so, so again, he, he went through all that. Then he showed how to get power. He showed how to operate through the wilderness. He showed how to give your entire life. And now he went to an extreme. What he said, I'm, I show you how to give, give your entire life to get all power. Then he went to heaven to make sure you had the power. Right? He gave up the ghost and left you the power, but before he left to go to heaven to make sure you had the power, he actually spent time to, hey, let me just remind you of what I told you before. Like he spent time, the scripture says he walked through the scriptures with them. Like he was walking with them on the road. They didn't know who he was because now he's, he's out, he had his glorified body. So he don't look the same. So they're walking with him. But they didn't realize it was Jesus. And he's breaking it down. But it says he walked through the scriptures, the stuff that he had told them before. But, but the scripture says it, it, he operated in power. But look here in 24, Luke 24. We don't have to go far here. I don't want the breadcrumbs to be too far away so we can follow the path. Verse 49, it says, behold. Now, after he started breaking stuff down, he, this is, this, hey, before he ascended, this is his last statement in red letters. This is his last statement. He says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in Jerusalem. He didn't say tarry for the Holy Spirit. He told him to wait in Jerusalem. So we get get all deep now, right? He says, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued, imparted, saturated, look, with power from on high. Look, you got... A last word, you're in the hospital, you done. You got a last word, this is what you say? You Jesus. Go to Jerusalem, you're going to be endowed with power. <laughs> he could have said a thousand things. Hey, now you know, they're gonna, uh, I need you to go find a cross too and get nailed on it. He didn't say that. Hey, change your profession. Don't be fisherman, be a carpenter. He didn't say that. He said, hey, power is coming. The promise is coming. What this whole thing was about, right? Flowing in the spirit, right? And, um, and so, so we, like, like he, he was doing this the whole time. Because remember, in Mark chapter 6, verse 7, he gave him a taste of the spirit. Remember, he sent them out and he gave them power over the devils and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so that was a taste. He gave him power over servants to heal all manner of diseases. That was just to almost create a thirst. <laughs> right? So when he's talking about power, they're like, well, just that little bit he gave us, I experienced that. And a few demons, people got healed. Because remember, they couldn't take care of the legion at the time, right? Because they needed to pray and fast at another level. They, they needed to get all in, right? I right, said, so that's Mark 6. Right, so, so, so in this process, you can see there's, there's an there's a operation of the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit that indwelling that new birth. That's the Holy Spirit within. Yeah. 
dwelling on the inside of you. All right? You know, uh, uh, John 4, 14 is like a, a well of water. A well has water in it, but it has to be drawn out. Right? right? Here's John 4, 14. He was referencing the Spirit. I mean, you got to go read it for yourself just for the sake of time. Right? So you have the Holy Spirit within. But then that infilling is the Holy Spirit up on. It's, it's coming up. It's filling, infillings, filling, because he's already inside, so he's not outfilling. He's infilling. He's starting from the inside, and he's filling you up. So you have the infilling, and that's the Holy Spirit up on you, coming up so much inside of you, filling you up to he's all over you, right? And then, of course, you have the outpouring, and that's the Holy Spirit around. We could be in the service and the spirit starts moving and then there's an outpouring. You see people laughing, you see people running, you see people crying, see people praising the Lord or doing the, uh, the Z stomp, you know, the Z high heel stomp. Y'all seen that before, right? Yeah, you probably haven't seen it because you was in the spirit. See, but, but <laughs> like you see it, like, well, that's, that's, that's the outpouring taking place. That's the Holy Spirit around. Um, and that's what happens when you feel. So when Jesus promised the disciples uh, the indwelling presence, uh, uh, what he, uh, let's go to John, John 20. I want to give you just another example. John 20. A lot of scriptures, but yeah, just write them down and take the time out to study. And I'm going to tell you, when you spend time investing your time in, in investigating the Holy Spirit and his value in your life, something happens to you in that investigation. He starts to jump on you. Amen. Like you find yourself uh, getting warm sometimes in your room or getting cool or, or, you know, you get chills, you get goosebumps. You know, something happens, man. Like so, sometimes you get excited. You, nobody's around. You just get excited. You know, sometimes you just start crying. Like, you don't know why you're crying. Like, no, it just happens. It's just, it's, you just have an outburst, yeah. right? Amen. But you're spending time with the Holy Spirit. Amen. He'll jump all over you, man. Try it. Try it this week and see what happens. I'm just going to spend some time. I want to research you, Holy Spirit, and see what happens. You got some scriptures that'll take you down that road. So John chapter 20, I see you, Holy Spirit. John chapter 20, verse 21. Then Jesus said to them again, key word here, again. Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. And in whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. This is John chapter 20, so he gave them a taste again. But that was, that was he wanted them to experience the indwelling, the indwelling of the Spirit. Right, but Jesus talked about, let's go to Acts chapter 2, he talked about, it, it, it doesn't stop when, you know, you, if you talk to anybody to go to church, I already have the Spirit, and they're not lying, they do. That's the indwelling of the Spirit. But there's another level in, this, in, in, in getting all in or being submerged or being uh, 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 just totally taken over by the Spirit. Uh, I'm in John. I said Acts, right? Acts chapter 2. And I think, you know, we... You know, there's, uh, there's a lot we could hit here. So I'm going to work my way backwards. So Acts 2, and we'll start with verse 38. It says, then Jesus said unto them, repent and be baptized. He's talking to them about 
the indwelling, right? Repentance is, uh, is an opportunity for salvation. It says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins. That's new birth. That's the indwelling taking place. Look, and then it says, and, and in addition to, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Remember, Jesus is a gift to the world. The Holy Spirit is a gift to believers. But he wanted them to repent and, and remit their sins first. Believe first in Jesus, receive his gift, and then that will set you up to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It says, for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. A lot of people are far off. They're outside of God's will. They're outside of God's purpose and plan. They're not operating like sons of God, walking in power. They're all scattered all over the place. But he says, I got to start with you guys, get you filled, and now I need you to take that filling and go get somebody else filled. See, see, it's, it's a system. Like, I, I just, just like he, he sent Jesus, filled him so he can fill. Then he's, he's pouring it all in, in, in us so we can be all filled up and get others filled. Right? Are we, are, are we frustrated in our life because we don't have the opportunity to get others filled? Are we frustrated in our life because we're, I, mean, I spent the whole week and I had an opportunity to pass on God's power to nobody. Have an opportunity to draw nobody into believing so they can receive power. Man, I'm so frustrated and depressed in life. Is that why we're depressed? Or we don't have an opportunity to meet the standards of man? Just, 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 think, just think through that. Just think through that. Just med- med- meditate on that for a second or two. So we talked about this indwelling. Um, and so this infilling. Let's, let's, let's look here. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, we'll start here, verse 5. I'm probably going to speed it up a little bit just for the sake of time. Somebody's saying, well, you are already going too fast. (laughs) It is recorded. (laughs) Right? It's on video. All right, so verse 5, it says, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. John truly baptized with water. Remember, born of water, born of the Spirit. They, it's symbolic there. It's almost like in, uh, 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 when we talked about in the gift and the calling, the metaphors and the similes. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's saying something and it's saying something else, right? But you know that there's two different experiences, right? Right, of baptism or being submerged. And in verse 8, it says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. So remember we talked about God's purpose in uh, Master Life class. Uh, look, he's saying, see, see, he's not just giving you power just so you can walk around saying, are you powerful? I don't know. Isaac, are you powerful? Because I'm powerful. You ain't powerful yet? Yeah, one day, man, you'll get to this level where you walk in power too, man. You know, it just, you know, it just takes time, man. Just time, just time, you know. Um, you know, so I went through some things, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I've been walking in power for a while now, you know, last, you know, 10, 20 years. So, and um, I know how it is, man, you know, but it's going to take a lot. You know, you got some, some, you know, some pain. I wish I could explain it to you, but, you know, you just got to try to figure it out for yourself, you know. But one day you'll get to my level. One day. No, that's not the purpose of power. And, and guess what? People recognize you're powerful by the lives that are being empowered. Amen. The lives that are being saved, changed, and resurrected. Yes. The power is for. Yes. 
the power is for. <laughs> it's power for others. <laughs> right? You see that? And then on Acts on Act chapter 2, uh, this is great. You know, this, this, this probably messes up people thinking you don't need to be together and, you know, around church or something. This is verse 1. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Amen. Uh-oh. You know, that, that changes some things, huh? <laughs> Suppose you have to be on one accord in one place for the outpouring to take place. Would, would you be present? Z said yes. Okay, good. All right. At least know we, Z, we know you'll be there. I, I'm going to be there. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven because they were in one, on one accord in one place. On one accord in one place. Another teaching coming up. This is good. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Look, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Now, it filled the house. Right? So, so we know that's not the indwelling or the infilling. It filled the house, Right? It says, and, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and set upon, set upon each of them. So this is not in them coming up on them. This is set upon them, right? It says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Now, we're talking about an unknown tongue here. We're not talking about the gift of tongues, but the gift took place here in a little bit also around the same time. So it was both. At, the, at, at first, they're initially they have the unknown tongue. They're speaking in a, in, in a language. But you'll see, as they started to prophesy, the gift of tongues kick, kicked in, and they were speaking in everybody's language, right? They were speaking, so that's the gift, where, because people actually, there was interpreters, because there was people from everywhere, so somebody understood the language that they were speaking. Holy Spirit speaks everybody's language, like the United Nations, right? All right, so, so here you have the, this, this outpouring taking place, right? And, and, and let's look at this process. Look at Acts 10. I wish I could go through all of Acts and you'll see different situations where they were filled, refilled, uh, filled again. Some people had never been filled, didn't know there was such, and such, such a thing as being filled. But let's look at Acts chapter 10, uh, verse 44. Again, we're talking about flowing in the Spirit. Uh, verse 44, it says, And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy, the Holy Ghost fell on all them, which heard the word, and they, they of, the of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out, look, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so, so it says, he was just preaching. So, so there's, there's Acts chapter 8, oh, you see where they laid hands and people were filled. But he was just preaching, the atmosphere was so saturated with the word, it says the Holy Spirit fell on them because of the word. But it was how they were absorbing the word, how they were locked into the word, how they were submerged into the word, how they attached their faith to the word. They, you know what happened? They started believing. And, and, and they believed so strong, they pulled the spirit into their atmosphere, right? They started to flow in the spirit. They started to do what? Flow in the spirit. So, so God is trying to set some things to us, and he keeps reminding us through the scripture. Let's go to Ephesians 3. Love this passage. It's one of my, it's on my list for a daily read. This chapter, Ephesians, where are you, buddy? All right, Ephesians 3, and we'll start here at verse 19. It says, look, it says, and, um, 
It says, and to know the love of Christ, which, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, we know, we understand you get to know the love of Christ through the word, but, you know, that's what uh, Beatitudes is about, how to be. B-attitudes, right? Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 5, right? But you, you're, if we could describe the Beatitudes as the love of Christ, knowing the love of Christ, being trained in the love of Christ. So this is said, know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. It's beyond intellect, some of the things in the Beatitudes. Come on, love your enemies, pray for them that spitefully use you. That's beyond our normal way of doing things, right? Right? And then it says uh, that you might be what? Filled with all the fullness of God, right? It says, that's verse 19. Verse 20, it says, now unto him that is able to do, look, exceedingly abundantly, Look at all these adjectives. Above all that we ask or think according to what? Power. The power that worketh in us. Amen. So I was like, God's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think. Yeah, yeah, according to, in harmony with, the power that's working in you. The assumption is what? You're filled with his fullness, walking in power as sons of God, right? So again, when you're, uh, when this, when this, this, this passage here, when it talks about um, uh, filled with the fullness of God, then exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, then according to the power that worketh in us. When you're filled with his fullness, that's when you become powerful, filled with his fullness. That exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask, then according to the power that worketh in us, that's power flow. So you have power full and power flow. I'll get into that in a second. And so, so, so this is why we got to elevate from just the indwelling because Sometimes we can try to attempt to draw on the spirit and the indwelling of the spirit. But since we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, it, it demands for us to have an infilling and unction from the Holy One that stirs us and moves us as the spirit wills. Right. So we can operate in our gifting because if we just depend on, depend on our natural ability, the spirit will be dwelling in us. But it'd be hard for us to draw it out because it's the, the, the uh, uh, the natural man cannot discern the things of God. They're spiritually discerned, 1 Corinthians 2, right? It'd be hard for us naturally to pull on the spirit because our head going to get in the way. The natural man is hard for the natural man to see in the spirit realm, let alone you're in a situation, it seems insurmountable. The natural man is not going, well, I'll just, I'll just pull on the Holy Spirit on this one. Holy Spirit, I need your help on this one. Give me an unction. Natural man is not even praying in the spirit. Building up their holy faith, right? Jude 20, right? The spirit out as grown as you can't speak. Sometimes you don't know what to say. So the natural man doesn't have the strength to pull on the spirit for wisdom, insight, to show you things to come. So, so God says, I want you to go to the next level of the infilling. See, the indwelling is a well. It needs to be drawn out. The infilling is a flow. It's like a river. It's like a river. Uh, uh, it says, this, this water I give you will be like a, a river. A river flows, right? It, flow, it, it flows. There's a constant flow going. You know, uh, uh, dead comes in and, and life and goes out. Like, like it just, it just, it's not stagnant like a dead sea. A dead, the dead, they call it dead sea because stuff comes in and just stays there. There's no flow. So no life is going through it, Right? And so he wants us to flow. He wants us to have uh, life going through us. And so, so when we start to operate in this infilling, because we talked about these three levels. So 
So, so I want to re-emphasize them, but I'm going to add some, some, some specifics on them. So you got the indwelling, right? And that's power available. That's the function of the Holy Spirit. Power available. That's indwelling, right? Um, so I'm, I know I'm re-emphasizing, but this will help you. So the infilling is uh, powerful, but it's power ready. So you, so not just power available, but power ready. Think about being infilled. Somebody just tap you. It's going to, everything in you, because your, your cup's running over, it's going to pour into their life. So that's, that's uh, powerful or power ready. And then you have the outpouring, that's power flow or power poured out. Or, um, so we said uh, indwelling is the function, the infilling is the fullness, the outpouring is the force. The outpouring is the force of the Spirit. Indwelling is the function of the Spirit. Infilling is the fullness of the Spirit. The outpouring is the force of the Spirit. So remember, Jesus was powerful in Luke 4.1, and then he had power flow in Luke 4.14. You know, when he came out in the power, right? And, and, um, and then, you know, we, we read the rest of the scriptures there. All right, so just, just as another emphasis, another way of looking at it, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit manifests the fruit of the Spirit. The indwelling manifests the fruit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, faith, goodness, gentleness, meekness, and temperance. Galatians 5, 22 23. So the indwelling will manifest the fruit of the Spirit. You know, as, as you, born again, new birth, baptizing in, 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 in the body or baptizing Christ. So you're going to manifest his character, which is the fruit of the Spirit, right? The indwelling, um, I'm, the, let me just, I'm going too fast. All right, so manifest the fruit of the Spirit. But the indwelling is your pathway to power. So one thing about the indwelling is the opportunity to affect all of us. So us personally and the people that we're going to come in contact with, right? Pathway for power. I should slow down just a little bit. But, but it's, it's recorded, though. It's recorded. All right, so... We said the fruit of the spirit, pathway for power. I just decided to slow down because I announced a lot of information. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> All right, so, because I was telling y'all how to take, how, when we talk about how to take notes, and I said in between somebody telling them a story, you can get the rest of the information now, but I'm going to the next point. <laughs> so, all right, so then the infilling facilitates or readies the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. So it readies or facilitates the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. So think of indwelling, fruit of the Spirit, infilling, gifts of the Spirit. But it readies the gifts, right? Because see, I'm, I'm infilled, the gifts are ready. If Minister Lamar comes in my presence, words of knowledge, words of wisdom just come out. Or if he needs healing, the gift of faith, uh, uh, the gift of working the miracles will come out, right? right? Or uh, discerning the spirits or prophecy. I, I'll give you those in a second. You know, we'll end with those. We're almost done. All right, so, so again, the, the, the infilling, that's, remember we said 
indwelling is pathway for power. It affects, you know, affects, it affects opportunity to affect all. This is charged up power. Infilling is charged up power. That's why I said readies, right? So it's charged up power, but it, it affects us. The infilling affects us initially because we're infilled, right? So you, you feel a certain, you know, you've operated in the gifts of the spirit before. You're so felt full, like you, you see clearer. So you see words of knowledge. That's what's going on. Um, that's what's either is happening in somebody's life or has already happened. Words of wisdom, that's uh, projecting what's going to happen in somebody's life. So you don't know what's going to happen in nobody's life or what's happened. But the, you're so filled, you're readied. The demand of that person pulls that out. And, but you don't, you're not even in a confidence, a natural confidence. You go, yeah, I know, uh, you know, I know what I said was, you ain't in all that. You're just like, okay, I don't know what I said. And in my own intellect, I would have never said that because I could, I could look like a fool right now. But the, that, that, that infilling is readied or charged up and ready for that, right? So, so that affects us initially. Then the outpouring. So the outpouring is the, manif- is, is the manifestation of these gifts. So remember I said you're, you're, you're charged up. Now it's the pouring out of that power. It affects others. The outpouring affects others. And so when we're flowing in the spirit, you're gonna, you'll, you'll start to see some of these things operate as you remember I told you spend some time with studying out this stuff spend some time investing in the Holy Spirit spend some time around the Holy Spirit talking to the Holy Spirit uh, acknowledging the Holy Spirit uh, getting all the information you can submerging yourself in the Spirit and it's going to stir up gifts you start to you're going to see in hindsight things you've been missing you're going to see clues or the breadcrumbs that's been leading you to a certain place you'll see why you're even here like like you know you know like some, some I watch how people operate sometimes. They think they chose to, to be at a place. So what happens is they're not getting all they need because they're looking for the next place. Like we live a life, we go, yeah, well, right now I'm going to do this over here. And then I'm, then I'm going to go over here and do this. And then I'm going to go over here and do that. You're not talking to God. You can, and then the reason why I'm saying, in some cases, some cases people are talking to God. So, and, and, and if we're flowing in the spirit, I won't have to preference as much too. Now, I pray for us to know each other by the heart and by the spirit, but I, you wouldn't have to preference as much because everything that I communicate could be taken a thousand ways, right. right? But if we're flowing in the spirit, we'll hear what the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to get. There you go. But we ain't got no time for, okay, okay, so what you trying to, I'm not trying to say anything. Let me help you out. I'm just being yielded. Amen. Think about it. Who did I interview today before the sermon? Nobody in here. So I don't know what to tell you. I don't have no, this is not like a, a, one of the talk shows where they get the intelligence. I don't have nobody in my ear giving me stats. I don't have an analyst. I don't have a researcher. So I don't have somebody giving me, I don't have none of that. Well, I guess I do have research to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so God is customizing what we need to get because we're, 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 we, we've been falling off the rails. We've been going outside the lines. Yeah. Not, see, see, don't interpret that, and I shouldn't have to preference this, but I'm going to say it. Don't interpret that as uh, somebody doing some old crazy 
type of sin. Outside the lines is outside of God's will. And some, some of it is not people uh, doing, you know, you know I, I think I'm, you know, uh, I'm not making enough money. This is you know, what I used to hear back in the day. I ain't making enough money. Man. I got to go back out there and get on my grind so they're out there selling. When I, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about things that are nice things to do, benevolent things, things that can impact people. Some people are being encouraged, but do we want to be like Moses, help one person at a time when he took out the person that was messing with his boy, or, or shift to God's will and millions were saved? You see what I'm saying? So when I say outside the lines, some of us are doing, Moses is, is a great man in the Bible. All agree? Moses went outside the lines and he was trying to help somebody. And he helped the person. But, but in this conversation with God, God, I, I, God shows me in visual. Here you go, uh, adding to the box. Just work with me here, okay? Just work with me. They had a conversation. He's like, man, listen, man, I really do appreciate your help. Didn't really need it, but I appreciate your help. This, you have an idea of what your purpose to do. But if we do it your way, it'd be 2020 and, and, and still the last person wouldn't have crossed the Red Sea. <laughs> right? If we did it his way, a person at a time. He said, hey, why don't you just give me what you have in your heart, in your hands, and in your head. Let me use it. And we're going to save millions of lives. Y'all think I'm talking about Moses, don't you? <laughs> but, but, but all these uh, I'm going to use the word secular or, or I feel like plans. That's nothing to do with God's will. You know, if you have time, the other video, the Master Life class, we talked about lining up with God's will this morning. Man, just take some time to go through that video. Like, we're not, and, and it says not my will. It's not Keith's will. God's will. Amen. Amen. And you'll find out all these things that are around you. No, some of y'all is going to make you mad. Be like, man, all this time, man, I could have been doing such and such. I, so, so you're going to start seeing more gifts in operating. And so you have, uh, I want to give them to you specific because I just, I, I share some with them. So you have the utterance gifts and that's the words, word of wisdom. I told you speaking about people's future, uttering something about somebody's future by the gifts of the spirit. Uh, the word of knowledge, uttering what's going on in a person's life or what's happened that week. Uh, and then you have prophecy. That's God speaking through you. That's the utterance gifts. This is 1 Corinthians 12 is what I'm referring to. And then you have the power gifts. So you have the power gifts. And that's the gift of faith. So that's not just, I believe something. That's in a moment, there's a supernatural faith that falls on you. What you're doing, you wouldn't even do in a normal case. No logic, no faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. No, it wasn't a whole lot of build up by hearing the word of God. There was a gift of faith to, to, for you to make a faithful move that you wouldn't have made on your own. But the Holy Spirit, as the Spirit wills, leads you into operating on faith, right? Then you have the gift of healing. That's obvious. That's not just laying hands on the sick for the, the recover. That's a... Again, that outpouring, that presence falls on you and you're moved in a situation that normally you may shy away from. 
That's the gifts of healing. And then the gift of working of miracles. We can, uh, that's kind of self-explanatory. So those are the power gifts. Then you have the revelation gifts, right? The revelation gifts. All these are, are when that spirit is really on you. Discerning of spirits. You see what's happening in the spirit realm. You got, I have people, I have friends over the years, every time they start getting closer to God, they start to, you know, they'll come up in the service and they'll see all types of demons and imps, but because they haven't been in, uh, uh, trained or exposed, it scares them. And so they, you know, I know one particular person is like, uh, you know, pastor, you know, you give me scriptures from time to time. I watch your sermons. You might be watching right now. And, uh, but I, uh, every time I go to church, man, I, I see stuff that's scary. And it would be scary if you don't understand. Remember I told you the story, Kenneth Hagin was in his house, he woke up, and there was a big demon at the end of his bed. He was like, oh, that's just you, went to sleep. Because he understood, demons are afraid of me. That's right. <laughs> that song, demons are afraid of me. <laughs> right? right? So he understood, but demon can't do nothing with me. And so when you get into a culture where you start to learn that you're dis- these discerning of spirits are not to scare you away. It's for you to bind and loose things and to see exactly what you're binding and loosing. Amen. Right? You can see what's going on. Like, now you're not fighting against this person because it ain't them. It's the spirit that's influencing them. That's, that's why Jesus was able to say, get thee behind me, Satan. When he was talking to Peter, you don't savor the things that be of God. You savor the things that be of man. He was able to tell him that. Because he discerned the spirit that was behind him. And so we, the Bible says, rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We binding people, we're supposed to be binding the spirit. So that's discerning the spirits. And then also there's diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. So that's the gift of tongues. But the gift of tongues, if I start speaking in tongues, if, if I finish this sermon in tongues, there should be an interpreter. I could possibly be the interpreter, but it has to be interpreted because otherwise it's foolishness unto you. First Corinthians 14, you get a chance, you can read through that. It explains the difference between unknown tongues and it labels the gift of tongues, it labels this as prophecy. It's just, so it contrasts it all through 1 Corinthians 14. It tells you the difference between unknown tongue and the difference between prophecy or operating in the gifts of tongues. The gifts of tongues is for the church, it's for edifying. So it has to be an interpreter. Unknown tongues, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, is I'm praying unto God, not unto man. Nobody needs to interpret what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm praying to God. And the Holy Spirit is uttering groanings. I can't speak. He's praying a perfect prayer. So we can make it all spooky if we want to, but it's, it's clearly understood by his word. And I said that because when we're talking about this, God gives us advanced information. As we invest more in the spirit, gifts start to flow. But God doesn't need us controlling the gift. Right. He needs us flowing in the spirit. Amen. Right? He needs us flowing in the spirit. And so some of these things that we, we have been doing, not because we evil, be because we, sometimes we operate in weakness. And sometimes we operate um, on, like, like we don't believe. And so we're cheating ourselves from power. A- actually, there's somebody looking for you. I, I hear a guy saying this. Somebody's looking for you, but, but they're looking for you, the son and daughter of God. They're looking for the power.
powerful person. The person, see, they, they, they have a sensitivity to the anointing. And when you start to participate and submerge yourself in the world, you're, you're dousing your light. They can't find you in all this darkness out here. And so you're, you're thinking, I don't understand why I'm not being discovered. And, and, and we're talking relationship-wise. We're talking some people, some people are looking for you to, to, to run their entire plant in some cases. Some people are looking to establish a business with you. Some people are looking for you to, to fit in a place in ministry that nobody else would appreciate you at. It's like you're fit, but they can't see you because you're not submerged in the spirit. And so don't cheat yourself. Man, don't even start thinking through, yeah, but I've done this, I've done that. Listen, there's nothing that you've done that's greater than God's ability to deliver you, to heal you, to resurrect you. Well, we talked about this resurrection Sunday. God can resurrect you from there. Wherever you're at, God can resurrect you from there. But you got to yield. Right. And so now when you start to yield, like uh, 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 the scripture says, uh, the, the gifts were stirred up inside. Was it Timothy, I think? Yes. Right. His gifts were stirring up in him. So it says stir up the gifts. See, once you start getting in the spirit, it's going to start to stir up the gifts and there's, there's stuff that's going to come out and it's going to start to flow. So write stuff down and let it flow. Amen. Hey, be willing to look bad because this is the other issue we have. Amen. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say that. You going to say that? Hey, they ain't going to be mad. It's not about being mad at you or nothing like that. You're gifted. Mm-hmm. It ain't for you. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. What, you got a bunch of packages stored up at the house? <laughs> like you got to get a gift away, right? right. It's a gift. Amen. Just the name of it means it's for someone. <laughs> and listen, if it's for me, can I have my gifts, please? <laughs> no, y- y- y'all didn't get, y'all hear what I said? We need the gifts in the house. Listen, we need it. It needs to be Christmas all year round here. Amen. Gifts flowing all year round. Every time somebody shows up, they, they, they get presents. Every time somebody shows up, they get presents. See, I thought I was talking about Christmas presents. I said presents <laughs> with a C. <laughs> right? We could do it. Like, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's man, listen. And, and, and if you don't, we're going to love you from there. But man, come on. If not now, when? If not now, when? Okay, listen. It hurt. It was unfortunate. I can't believe this happened. Now that we've got that out the way, can we take the next best step from there? I can't believe you did that. This is what you're saying to yourself. Okay, now you just have another opportunity for humility. We talked about this humility power. God can exalt you now. There's, it ain't greater than God's ability to elevate you. And it won't stop you from being elevated unless you just keep letting it resurrect in your mind. Just keep stirring around in your mind or keep trying to fix it. You know how you do something and you just keep trying to fix it. To almost tell yourself it didn't really happen. It happened. It's okay. God loves you. Guess what? He loves you more. I have a, I have a friend, I'll end with this, his mom's an evangelist, and um, I used to do Bible study with the football team, and he said, you know what? The reason why I love God so much is because he's been loving me 
And listen, I haven't been worth it. He says, I think he's loving me more than anybody in the room. He said, because I've done so much undeserving of his love and he still is loving me. So how can I not appreciate him more than anybody else in the room? So the person I think that's done the worst in here should love God the most. Because he's used more love. At least you think. It probably wasn't more love for God, but you think. Because you, you assess what you've done based on how you would be if you were God. Not how God is. <laughs> can I get an amen? Like, he said, hallelujah, right? That's good news. Right, so, 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 just, 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 if you, you, you write this down, some of y'all, you already going to know what it means, but some of y'all may, may take your time with God and say, God, what's this statement? It's time. I don't have an explanation for it because it's customized for everybody's situation. So the Holy Spirit going to tell you. Well, if he might have already told you, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, you know, some cases, you know, people might have to have some quiet time. Let's stand on our feet. That's enough for today.